Hey guys, I know things are getting increasingly tougher, so I mean I already have friends who lost their job or getting pay cuts in between jobs or just doing whatever they can to kind of stay afloat and I'm sure people are experiencing sleepless nights, worries, you know, weddings are getting delayed, um, graduation is getting delayed, jobs are hiring later, so all sorts of things are happening on the ground and we don't usually talk about this on the news because it's honestly pretty tough to cover the day-to-day person's life right but we all are facing a lot of issues and facing a lot of troubles and i personally have been through very tough times before also you know i'm definitely in a much better position now but i've been through very tough times and i understand the difficulty to operate in this kind of stress and worry environment so i decided that you know today we're going to dedicate some time to talk about how do we then manage this tough time so today's topic will be the three basics to keep calm amidst a financial turmoil so good morning everyone i welcome you to another day with the financial coconut in our podcast we'll be debunking financial myths discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life you get it ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well So today's topic, the three basics to keep calm amidst a financial turmoil. So yeah, um, I know it's tough times, things are challenging, many things are happening, a lot of your plans are being disrupted. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely crazy out there. And I also know that you guys, a lot of you guys listen to the podcast and you like it that it's like very lighthearted, but at the same time, you know, uh, educational right not just like laugh laugh carry on like life life carry on like that right so so it's cool but um while doing this episode i'm trying very hard not to be too emotional because a lot of my memories and past experiences are coming back as i'm talking about all these different things of managing your emotions and keeping calm and all these different stuff so i know it's tough i know it's challenging i've been through tough times I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, and maybe when we meet face to face, like during our meet and greet after this whole COVID thing, you know, I can share with you guys more, you know. Uh, but at this point in time, I think we should kind of focus on you guys first, right? Because you tune in to learn more about how to keep calm and not just listen to me sob sob story, okay? Next time I'll share with you more. But yeah, I think at this point in time, a lot of people are facing a lot of stress and. There are reports coming in from like France talking about how domestic violence has went up, you know, and I'm sure they'll easily you can find a lot of other like, you know, mental mental kind of wellness reports that are coming in to talk about how terrible the situation is. Cause honestly it's not easy to be kept in isolation, you know, and just kinda you know, be stuck at home every day. So so it's very tough. And we don't do enough of these kind of studies in Singapore. I I personally feel we can definitely do more, more local kind of studies to understand um, the nuances of the local demographic. So that one we can do over time. But at this point in time I think um, definitely many people are struggling. But before we carry on, I just want to put it out there that if you are facing like panic attacks, that means you're feeling like breathless 
or you're having like total sleeplessness like back to back your days are like not working at all you know like like you sleep an hour and then you wake up two hours and you fall asleep another hour then your whole day is like getting screwed you're facing what we call insomnia right or you are just like breaking down emotionally um listening to this podcast is not going to solve your stuff because these are like already at the level of a disorder you know which is not an which is not a discriminative thing it's just recognizing that okay you are you're already at the level of a disorder, you need professional help. So if you need professional help, I will direct you to samhealth.org.sg, which is Singapore's Association of Mental Health, which is amazing. You should go there and just kind of check things out for yourself. Uh, We are definitely getting much, much better at this whole mental health thing. Uh, I'm directing you guys to them because they are non-profit, they are organization. Of course, if you can afford, you can definitely go for like, you know, uh, with the therapists, the psychiatric people that are like higher order, higher level. But, you know, why not just start with the kind of public services that we have out there? So yeah, go to samhealth.org.sg if you need, you know, if you're at that level, okay? So I think that is for you to know. And if you are seeing your friends, you know, experiencing things like that, like, panic disorder they totally break down cannot sleep you know uh, all these different stuff or cannot eat at all you know all these are signs of like very very serious depressive anxiety kind of disorder level already right and for all that uh, please direct them to professional help but today we're going to talk about if let's say you are at the stage of a worry or anxiety so when i when i look at it i I know it's very broad definition when i look at it right worry uh, it means you think about it it bothers you but then after a while you know you you just kind of carry on so there's this kind of episodes of worry and you think about it right anxiety is when you have physical manifestation that means your worry is affecting your sleep or your worry is affecting you know, how you spend money, right? When you when you take money out of your wallet, you're actually shivering or, you know, or, or, or your mind is going crazy when you're spending, right? Because that's what I experience. Every time I take a dollar out of my wallet, it's, it's as if I'm like cutting some meat out of my life like that, right? Or at least that was when I had very serious anxiety. And then the disorder level is when all these kind of physical manifestation just overruns you, right? That means all this kind of sleeplessness and all this kind of uh, physical anxiety that you're feeling just impedes your functionality that means you cannot function then that is like a level of a disorder of course uh, i'm not i'm not like a professional psychiatric or like a like a you know a <laughs> therapist but i i'm that's just how i see it and i think this is a good benchmark to look at things so if you're at the level of worry that means you think about things it bothers you and then your anxiety that means you feel some many physical manifestation a bit of sleeplessness a bit of cannot eat uh, a bit of you know uh, pain when you're spending money then yes i think we definitely can do some stuff at, at this point in time you don't exactly need a professional help you don't need to spend that money we can talk a little bit about it okay so um, in Singapore, I think we are already classified as one of the most stressed people out there. <laughs> so Singaporeans very cute one. God, what also stressed? No, also stressed, lah, huh? But either way, in 2019, uh, Signal 360 Wellbeing Survey has already classified Singaporeans. 92% of working Singaporeans are actually feel stressed at work. Right, it's way higher than the global average of eighty four percent. Now, of course, uh, I also don't know why the average is eighty four percent globally. That one quite serious, also, right? But uh, we are even more serious. So that means 
out of 10 people, nine people think they are very stressed, you know, because of work, because of money, a lot of different things. So if you want to understand more about the well-being survey, definitely check it out. 2019 Cigna, C-I-G-N-A, 360 well-being survey. Just go and Google, you will be able to find all this information. So yeah, like I said, um, Singaporeans very cute one, right? We got work also stress, no work also stress, but all these stress are like different kind of stresses, right? And some some are just like tension, stress at that point in time, and then it just carries on. Some are actually quite perpetual, and it can lead to like more of an anxiety attacks. And when I look at this current situation, right, where this COVID nineteen is happening, right, it is is a huge mess because you cannot go out, you know, you cannot meet your loved ones because you can only stay at the address that you are you are kind of dedicated to. Of course, if you under the table, that is your tai chi, but by right legally, you're not supposed to go out in terms of staying at someone else's place. And then you got to suddenly shift your whole life to work from home. Most people are not used to working from home. So I think there are a lot of reports showing that people are burning out working from home. Interesting, right? Because you don't know how to manage your time. There's no physical separation. It's not like you after work, you can just go home or go and meet your friend, chit-chat and then go home. You know, so there's a lot of issues, a lot of lifestyle changes and people are getting pay cuts and then the financial markets are going crazy. So some people that are preparing to retire are also getting a little afraid. Oh my God, my financial funds are getting deducted like 30% in that one day drop, right? So things are getting really crazy. And there is a whole big mess, a convolution of all these things that come together. So people are getting very anxious, right? And why am I saying all this right from the get-go before we dive into the pointers is because I need you to understand that this is a very complicated topic. You're not going to like just settle everything of your anxiousness and your anxiety just by listening to the podcast right and there are a lot of intricate nuances in this particular topic so i'm mostly sharing with you based on my perspectives the things that i've learned over time and the books that i've read right so uh, i did spend a good time uh, the year before and the year year before uh, working with a lot of therapists and psychologists uh, because we were part of a startup but that is story for another day the reality is I understood a little bit better of how do we then work with ourselves, right? And I'm going to share with you some stuff to try to give you a basic to manage this situation, okay? So without further ado, the first point, the first point that I want you to recognize is that you got to recognize the things we can control versus what we cannot control, Okay, this is a reality. It may sound very lame to you. Uh. Uh, offhand sounds very lame. Like every Tom, Dick, Harry also say this thing. But the truth is there are things that we cannot control and there are things we can control. The challenge is when you're in that heightened sense, right? When everything is just so messy and so crazy, this whole turmoil is happening, your cognitive ability, your logic, right, just goes out of the door. It's just stress, 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 worry, worry. Everything also worry. But actually, think about it, just walk out. Lah, right? Sometimes, sometimes it's like that, right? But... Because you're in that emotional turmoil, you're in that, because of this whole mess, you find it very hard to stay calm. So then all these things are coming in and affecting you and, you know, it's just going nuts, right? So what I want you to do, of course, great to do some exercise, great to do meditation, great to recognize that you're feeling emotional and everything that is cool. But one thing you definitely need to do is to recognize what you cannot control and what you can control. Let me give you some examples. So, I know many people are concerned on whether they will keep their jobs, right? Or whether they can keep their income. So what we cannot control is that we cannot control will our boss keep us. Right? That's something we cannot control. Right? There are many other factors beyond us. <clears throat> but we can control what we are doing now to entice our boss to keep us. 
right? So uh, honestly, right, your boss is also human. Uh. Sometimes I, I'm not sure why. Is, is it like an Asian thing or just a Singaporean thing? We and our boss, right? Like, well, like different world. Like, like we're very separated one. And then if some of your colleagues try to be closer with your boss, right, that's a while now. This guy, I uh, go and poor boss again, right? The the truth is, right? Your boss is also human. They also lost. They also stressed. They also struggling, right? So all humans want some love. All humans want some affection. Want some connection. Want some assurance. It's not about going up there and buy gifts for your boss and everything, but just assure him that you will be able to write with write with the company. You're willing to, you know, do what it takes to keep the company afloat and write through this wave together. I think just that line alone is gonna give the boss a lot more assurance to keep you if let's say they really need to cut. Right? So you cannot control whether your boss will keep you, ma, right? Because of a lot of other factors. But you can control what you're doing now to entice your boss to keep you. Right, so you recognize it, the difference of things that you cannot control and the things you can control. Right, let me give you another example. So we cannot control how much savings we have now. Right? But we can control how we spend that savings from now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, so when you start to see this kind of clarity, the situation becomes a lot clearer, right? Because Whatever that you do with your savings, that was before, right? Before this whole turmoil, you have gathered all this amount. This is your savings. It cannot change already. This is what, ha- what has happened. But from this point onwards, what's your next step? How are you going to spend these savings? This is what you can control. So work on what you can control and recognize that there are things you cannot control. So I'm sure we can have like tons and tons of examples, right? It, w- it will never end. But I've, I've briefly kind of boiled it down to two matrices, okay, which is based on this idea of what you cannot control and what you can control, these are the two lines. The first is you cannot control the situation, right? This is whatever that has happened, whatever that has dealt with, this has already happened and this is the current situation. You cannot control it. It's beyond you. But you can control your reaction to that situation, much like in the boss example. You cannot control whether your boss will hire you or fire you, but you can control how you entice your boss or how you work with your boss, you know, to kind of entice him to keep you essentially, Right? So that is one thing, right? Situation versus reaction. You cannot control the situation. You can control how you react. That's important. And the next sub-point is you cannot control the past. That's already happened. But you can control the present. You can control what you're doing now. Right? So don't look, don't just don't keep looking at the past. It was like, Ayo, if oh, what if oh, last time oh, I see me, see me, oh, don't go movie, don't go cruise, don't what, 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 I, uh, all those has already passed. Okay, what's important is we recognize where we are now and how then we can move forward. Right? So this is point number one. I know it's a little complex compared to what we usually talk about. I hope this really helps you. So point number one is to recognize that there are things we can control and things we cannot control. And within that, the two sub-points that I usually look at is we cannot control the situation, we can control how we react to the situation. And we cannot control the past, but we can control the present. How do we then move forward from here? Okay, so that is point number one as to how you can keep calm in a financial turmoil. So best, right, you take out a piece of paper and write down what I can control, what I cannot control, and then you write it down, you accept all the things that you 
cannot control, okay? And then work on the things that you can control. What can you do now, right? This is very important. And point number two, the second basic to keep calm amidst a financial turmoil is that you need to give your finances a context of time. What do I mean? Okay, some people, we have 5,000 savings, 10,000 savings, and maybe our income got cut in half. You know, so when when during a financial turmoil, a lot of things are happening, right? All the numbers are, are changing and, you know, day-to-day, all sorts of things are happening. So a lot of times when we look at numbers, right, actually it's, it is very abstract one in our head. Oh, 10,000 is 10,000, no, 5,000 is 5,000, no. We, we always benchmark to other people. Right, it's like when 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 people ask you how much do you think you should be paid, then you will ask him, uh, what is the average? Right, we always benchmark to other people, benchmark to other people's price. Right, we we as human we tend to benchmark, and I think that is very normal. But in a context like this, right, when there is a financial turmoil, you really need to contextualize your finances in the medium of time. So I want you to, you know, kind of sit down and calculate. How much income are you still going to have? You know, let's say you're going to drop, you know, you're going to lose your income. How much income are you still going to have, right? Let's say like, I know some friends who are in the tourism sector and you know, the government give 30, 75%, right? The boss immediately cut to only give 75%. So I understand boss also tough, but reality is you cannot control that, right? You can only look at your own paycheck, okay, 75%. What can I do? Right, so that will definitely are we going to eat into savings, right? And if we're going to eat into savings, then how much time do we have? Right, how how many months do we have for our savings to last us through? And if let's say this is gonna last, that means if this income cut is gonna last six months, it's gonna last one year. How much time do we have to kind of write this through? And this is very important because when you contextualize it, then you actually know what you can do. Okay, you know that your savings only last you six months. So now you you lost your job already. You need your income. You lost your job, right? So where do you then get your income to kind of meet your expenses? Or are there any ways to cut your expenses? Everything is with reference to the amount of time you have, amount of savings you have to tide you through this tough time. right? So if you've not heard the earlier episodes about what I talk about savings, I think you definitely should go and check it out. I think it was episode 2 or was it episode 4? Yeah, about how, how I see savings with two roles, right? Which is one of the roles is to kind of cushion this downturn. So during your financial turmoil, your savings come in. So definitely ask yourself, how many months do I have with this savings? Of Assuming my income is being affected, assuming I can cut back on my expenses in this, this, this way, how much time do I have, right? This is very important because you give yourself some sort of contextual understanding because I personally feel it's much easier to understand it this way, right? It's like, you tell me, oh, I got 10,000 savings. I was like, so? But you tell me, okay, my savings, right, I have 10,000 and it can last me for a year. Okay, wow, now we, we see the timeline, right? Okay, so we got this one year to sort out whatever we can sort out. Can we take this time to search for a new job? Can we take this time to, you know, get some interim work? Or can we take this time to negotiate with the, the bills, negotiate with the housing board to kind of have payment delay, all these kind of things, right? So we have a time frame. It's much easier to understand the situation, Right, and that's when your savings beautifully come in to kind of cushion your downturn. Okay, and if you really struggle, you don't have savings before, that is whatever has happened in the past, you definitely need to still see how much time you have and go and try to find whatever help there is, which Singapore government really threw a lot of help. And I will not talk about it here today. Um, if you really need, I can kind of collate an episode another time. If I go to like website like N2C or like MOM, I think they have a lot of information there or whatever kind of support system that they have for all of us. Okay, so that is point number two. And point number three, 
I want you to form a small support group. Okay, very specific. Huh? Small, huh? that means about three to four people. And I will tell you why all these numbers. Okay, so I don't want you to do like a two people thing because two in a number in itself is very weak, right? You are highly hinging on your partner. Right, it's like have you have you kind of show your friend go to the gym? Two of us, right? Every time uh, someone don't feel like it, the other person will you know, uh, just kind of dwindle off, right? Or unless they are super focused, super dedicated, then it will kind of be like one person dragging on to the other person. This person that's dragging and taking the lead will also tire out. It's very tiring. But when you do it in a trio, right, it tends to be much easier. I mean, the triangle is the stronger shape, and the trio has that balance, right? So it's it's very important on an emotional level because what I'm understanding is. During a financial turmoil, many people are very worried. So if we want to keep calm, right, we form this group. Uh, this group must be strong, you know, cannot be like two of us, then like IO three three like that. So I think three to four is is a good number. I personally prefer like a three person small support group. And I also want you to realize, right, this is not like a problem cesspool, you know. It's not like you all gather, right, then after work buy drink and actually chat, talk about your boss, that kind of that kind of like problem cesspool, right? It's it's not it's not that the goal of this support group, this small support group that you're gonna form, is not to kind of complain about problems or it is also not like a lending club, you know, hey, can lend me five hundred dollars now? And then can lend me two hundred dollars? Hey, I pass you three hundred dollars next week. No, 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 no. It's it's none of it's none of those things, right? If if you really, really trust your friend that really, really, really need help and you really, really think you can lend them money, okay, then you so be it lah, okay? But I will definitely do another episode to talk about why I don't lend people money. Um, at least not like sparingly and just randomly, okay? I have, I have very important factors when I decide if I want to lend someone money. Okay, I will talk about that another time. But when you form this group, I really hope it's not like an emotional cesspool or problem cesspool. Neither is it like a lending club. How I envision this small three to four people support group, right? It is a safe space for you to talk about your insecurities and your problems, right? Especially during these tough times, a lot of things are happening. You want to keep calm, you need a support group. And then within this support group, people need to be able to talk about their insecurities. You know, I'm very worried that I cannot pay for my son's milk powder. I'm very worried that, you know, I will lose my renovation deposit, I'm very worried because if I lose my renovation deposit, then I will not be able to take out another 10, 20,000 until two years later. Then my BTO hit. You know, those kind of stuff. Some things are, one thing lead to another, lead to another. These are tough and complicated and that's probably why you're so worried. So you want to be able to have two or three people come together that like you plus two or three, I mean three or four, huh? to have that kind of support group to talk about the insecurities, right? And it needs to be your insecurities. If not, you just talk about very shallow problem, right? Nothing will get solved, right? right? You must be willing to go deeper to talk about your worries and talk about the complexity of your problems, okay? And then, right, this support group need to be solution-focused. That's why it's not a problem cesspool. Not come in church, church and talk about gossip about your boss. It needs to be everybody come in, three of us, we're very good friends since young and, you know, we now all have family or whatever or we are all single and depending on where you are, it doesn't matter. Try to find people that are similar because they are all sharing a similar situation. It is a lot easier to kind of create solution together. And then you, all three of you will focus on the solution. Okay, so if this, this, this is the case, then are we able to search, see HDB got some loan deferment, or which they have. Or uh, search, see, is there like a legal binding for dilemma of contract? Or is whether the ministry of law has something, you know? And these days, a lot of the ministries have a lot of social touch points. It's much easier to get to them than last time. And if any case meet the MP session, it works. Okay, I know now they're not meeting anyone, but you can reach out to your member of parliament 
that is their role. We gotta bug them, right? Don't don't just ha- don't just vote them in because you don't know them, but five of them together, then you vote them in, and they don't do anything, or you don't know whether they do anything. So definitely go to them and talk to them if you need help. Be solution focused. Okay, the internet has a lot of solutions, but sometimes we just need a group of people to do this together. So I'm gonna sum it up today. I know things are a little bit complicated today. I hope you have followed through and find it beneficial. So the first basic to keep calm amidst a financial turmoil is to recognize the things we can control and the things we cannot control. Take a piece of paper and write all these things down however much you can. Do the best of your ability. We can always grow over time. And then work on the things you can control, right? Don't just keep pondering on things you cannot control. Those are external to you. You think, 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 also no use. Focus on the things you can control. And point number two is give your finances a context of time. Write down how much time you have, how much your savings can tie you to. Is it six months? Is it one year? If there are some bills that you need to pay, is there another way to get like a smaller income or are there kind of support systems around? When you give yourself that context of time, it makes things a lot clearer, a lot easier, less abstract. And the third basic to keep calm during a financial turmoil is to form a small support group of about three to four people that is a safe space for you to focus on your insecurities and talk about your problems in an open safe manner and be solution focused so i hope you learned something useful today see ya hey i hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared debated and discussed I hope you would share what you've gained with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Join our community telegram group, reach out to us on Facebook, everything is in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast and you feel you want to help keep us growing and stay independent, do buy us a copy at ko-fi.com. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week and always remember... Personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all. Welcome to the Next Wave Podcast. Consider us your chief AI officer in your business. My name is Matt Wolf. I have the number one YouTube channel in the AI space. I also run futuretools.com and I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Lands, founder of Lore.com. We want to bring you the latest AI news and trends, show you how you can use AI in your business and personal life and help make it super easy for you to understand and execute. We're going to equip you with the knowledge to thrive in this upcoming wave of change.